You guys come and come to the stage. I don't think I've ever seen before. Give it up for Mark Karski. Okay, what's going on guys? It is the 11th set, uh, January. I have no fucking idea. Let me let me check in a second. Uh, January 11th? Nah, is it? 13th, January 13th, 11th set. First I'm going to pick up some weed at the weed store. That's so cool. <laughs> There's literally one down the street, just opened up. Uh, and then I'm going to the Comedy Shrine, as usual. I didn't hit that new spot. Uh, that I wanted to. But what I'm gonna be talking about today is like, uh, probably just my friends and like the stupid pe stupid shit I've heard and like how I think stupid people should die. How the average IQ is 100, we should just start there, kill all them, and nobody fucks the people below 100 anyway, so they'll just thin out naturally. Uh, talk about, yeah, just stupid people, the stupid things I heard. Probably like try and um, describe my friend who said the Mount Rushmore thing. And yeah, just try and I think I was gonna focus on that topic. It's still like the main goal is to just get more confident on stage. Um, if I didn't, you know, hate improv, like some of the games are just so cringy, you know, I, or else I would join in for that free stage time. But because they do an improv in between, like for every three stand up, they do uh, t one 10 minute improv thing, and it's great. So if you're one of them, Keep it going. Great job. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait. I'm not really feeling nervous or anything yet. Uh, but it's exciting to go up. So I have no choice but to feel excited and like a little nervous eventually. But I'm just going to like rehearse and shit like that. I feel a little tired, even though I had so much caffeine today. But all right. Well, let's see how it goes. Here comes the podcast portion of this. And then after the podcast portion is the set, and then a little a more of like a vlog after the set of like what I thought of the set. Uh, yep. All right, I'm probably gonna go last since I didn't sign up online. I just go up. I go there and sign up in person because I want to go up last, or else I wouldn't wait. All right, I gotta get to the weed store. Okay, bye. Mwah. I love you so much. Yo, what's going on, guys? Uh, this is the episode 11 the 11th episode of the comedian so this is the podcast portion of the episode where i talk about the set that i just did so there's a little bit of a vlog that you guys saw me talking about what i was going to do on stage then this is me talking about what i did on stage and then the set comes after this and then a little bit of a vlog afterwards of uh about the set the one that's going up online right now is from a couple weeks ago that I'm uploading today. Episode 8 is going up, and I'm on episode 11 right now. Um, so I think it went so it went good in the terms of, this is how I say it, how I um, look at failure in stand-up. Like, bombing, to me, so to most people who look at it, I think they'll look at it as, like, bombing is when there's no laughs at all, right? Um but you're trying out new material. So there's going to be times where there's no laughs for like for every single person. When you're trying out new shit, that's just how it goes. That's how you learn what works and what doesn't. Um, but like what I noticed too is I don't like pause after I say a joke. Like because I, I feel like I have a pretty good idea that like it's not going to go too well anyway. So I don't like pause for like a laugh break. Some people will like talk. They'll be like pretend like this is the microphone. They'll like say the joke and then they'll put the mic down. It's like a bad habit to get into. I've seen a couple people doing like I wouldn't want to. That's something I noticed that I like that I don't. I don't just stop. I just keep it 
going because I'm like, I'm not going to. It's like uh, as if the joke, if it didn't work, it, it seems like it might not phase me too much because it doesn't really phase me that much. I'm just like, on to the next one. Maybe I'll get in with one of these. And like other places um, kind of had this vibe or maybe it was just me um, of like more competitive. But this place, like it seems like everybody wants you to do well. Like at other ones, it kind of felt more like, like I said, competitive, I guess. When Like I guess... And it's not, it's really, it's really just like, they're not taking away anything from you. Right. Um, just like how like YouTube, it, like, like somebody's success isn't going to take away from your success type shit. But it seems like everybody there like wants everybody to do well. And I mean, like a, a, most of the people there are improv. Um, so they're like, that's a really supportive type of person. I would say, am I off centered? I can't tell whatever. Um, is it is the emperor people pretty that's a pretty considerate group of people um like this one guy was i think it was last time for episode 10 this guy was ragging on the improvers a little bit i hate improv i've said that before i fucking hate that shit uh so when they, i have to i have to watch improv like yeah yesterday what they do is they do three um stand-ups and then they do 10 minutes of improv and anybody can go up and do improv Whew. yeah so uh it's great Really great. Glad I have to watch that. I love it. Um, I have the sticky note here that I'll read to you guys. You guys might like this. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. And I guess, let me, I kind of want to talk about how I, how I write now and how I'm getting prepared for my shows and stuff. Um, Cause like, that's what I would want to know. Like I would, I would be watching this as somebody who's either, I, I think most people, are interested in comedy because everybody wants to be funny. So like when I hear like Jerry Seinfeld, Mark Norman, somebody talk when they're talking inside baseball, talking about stand up, he's like, ah, oh, people are going to want to watch, want to watch this. People are going to want to see this. It's boring. They're going to get bored. I'm like, I don't think so, man. And I don't think it's just me. Cause I'm in it and want to be one. Um, I think everybody, I think it's just an inherently compelling thing to do. So people want to be like, what the fuck? How do you, do this because like some people, <clears throat> stupid people will probably just see it as, oh, you're just going on stage and talking when it's like there's so much more of like feeling the vibe of the room. Like you can't really because if you fuck up once and suck the air out of the room, like if you say something fucked up and the, the, it, there's a vacuum effect that happens where it just sucks the air out of the room and nobody can like laugh anymore. That happened like that happened one time out of these. And I, I think it was the third set or something like that. But the title of it is I bomb. Um so you could find the video. It's recent. Um, but that really makes you like somebody said when you bomb super bad, like I haven't even bombed terribly. Like it wasn't even that bad of a bombing. Like it's going to, there's going to be way worse, but they're like, that makes you, it's so bad. It makes you never want that to happen again, which is impossible. Bombing is a part of success. It's a huge part of success in stand up. But what I have to do is just, um, just punch up the stories more but also, I think I, there's a lot of fat I could trim out of the stories. You know, a lot of information that doesn't matter. And then maybe I can describe the people a little bit more I'm thinking about. Like my friend Bree would get, she's a vegan, but she would get drunk and eat my McNuggets. I thought that was like the safest option, honestly. But like she she would do this. And I would tell that before, I'm thinking about telling that before the Mount Rushmore thing to show she's stupid prior to telling the stupid thing she said. Um, 
just describing those people more because the people in the crowd obviously don't know the people I'm talking about. So I have to, instead of just referring to like saying my friend Bree, I could just be like, I could describe the person. I think it'd be better to describe the person. My friend who's a vegan who gets drunk and eats McNuggets is better than saying their fucking name, obviously. Um, so just trim the fat, uh, punch it up more. That's obvious. That's going to be everything forever. That's going to be the critique forever is to add more jokes and make it funnier. That's an obvious statement, but just the, and I say this every time as well is just to get more comfortable on stage. That's pretty much the main goal. I think that should be the main goal of every person who's uh, in the beginning one to two years of just stand up or maybe even five years. I don't know. I'm, I'm just in the beginning, but I think just especially in the beginning is getting comfortable on stage. Cause I think what helps actually to get comfortable on stage is watching other people fail or, or, and watching other people bomb. Like I watch a lot of kill Tony and some, the people bomb so fucking hard on that. And it's like, Oh, that's like the worst nightmare in front of Tony Hinchcliffe and some other comedians, like hot elite comedians right behind you. And then bombing at like a, a, st- a really, really packed room at an established place. That's the worst. Or like Mark Norman told a story of like bombing in front of 20,000 people and shit like that. So um, it gets uh, it gets worse. But like watching people bomb and stuff like that, you're like, oh, I could do this. I could go up and fail. It's not the worst thing. And like public speaking is the biggest fear, which is crazy to me. When I, I kind of remind myself of that on the way there. I'm like, oh, this is the biggest fear. I can't. And I do this like as much as possible. It's crazy. I can't believe this is the biggest fear. Higher than death. But, oh, I was talking about the writing. I didn't really talk about it. Just on the way to the set, I'll just kind of talk out the whole thing. It's like an hour drive. So if I was to get do a set every day, and that would, so that would be like an hour of writing. So I use the entire time to write pretty much or to write, or just to go rehearse and go over it. I used to, like, write it out in a notebook just over and over again until I remembered it. But then it kind of sounded rehearsed and stuff on stage. So I just keep rewriting my bullet points and like trying to make them shorter while I'm at this. So I do that in the car. I go for it as much as possible. When I get there on this little notepad that you get, like you see me looking at and stuff. Um, I just keep rewriting the bullet points and making them smaller and easier to read and shit like that. Um, I always say this every time too, but anybody like sometimes people will be like, uh, memorize it better. So you don't need the notepad. It's impossible. You need the notepad no matter what. Because you're in fight or flight mode. So, like, your body's like, I don't need to remember anything. This is frightening. We're very scared right now. Get rid of memory. There's no use in having a memory right now. Because uh, your adrenaline's pumping and shit. But over time, I think it's like a muscle. You kind of, uh, well, you get used to being on stage. I'm, I don't know if I, I might be addicted. My therapist said that that's why I'm addicted to going on stage. But if I was addicted, I would go up more. It is kind of hard. Well, actually, sometimes it's not one every day. Like in the suburbs, like t- driving to Chicago. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that eventually, I guess. But like when I do that, I want to get more out of it. So like, I want to try and do two sets in a day. If I go to Chicago, some are like during the day and at night. So you can kind of do that thing. Um, but sometimes there's not one every day out here in the burbs, but I'm going to try and go to one tonight. That would be cool. I think there's one Sunday. So we're going to do Today, Friday, hopefully Sunday, and then Monday, Thursday. So it's always Monday and Thursday, though. That's a definite. Um, but definitely need to do it more. But um, what's happening right now in my life is, like, I'm just doing more and more work and wanting to work, and um, the momentum's building. That's how it works for me. Like, momentum just builds. Like, it's like an engine 
be a huge engine just cranking slower, like slowly, but faster and faster. Like that's kind of, I feel probably everybody's like that where you build momentum and it's just easier to continue and stuff like that. Like I'm making content, um, like filming three videos at a time. I'm editing videos. I got a backlog. Like right now I got like, um, I have three comed- the comedian episodes, the post three or four. And I have, um, a bunch of shorts to make. Like I can make right now four shorts and plus, uh, I have another comedy video to upload, which is fucking tight. So I think just everything's going the way it should be. It feels like this might like, so I feel like I'm aligned right now with like what I'm supposed to be doing type shit. So if I could just, if I could just do stand up, I'm very grateful for the ability to do, do stand up and make YouTube videos and shit. I'm very grateful for that. And I'm, I'm grateful for you watching. If you made it all the way to the end of this, I appreciate you so much. Um, if you want to help support this channel, like, comment, share, or there's like ways down below. We got ringtones. I think we got some merchandise. We got uh, patreon.com slash wineboxpoppy. And there's like um, some people have it, some YouTubers have it, and some don't. I think I have it where it's like you can support by – it's like right below the – fuck it. There's a membership thing for YouTube plus. There's also – like a support button on there, but I need to think of a stuff to do for Patreon and the membership on YouTube, something exclusive for that. I'm not really sure. I got a, I got a, it used to be a vlog, but now this is pretty much, uh, maybe I'll do the vlog again. Once I start doing things like a little mini vlog off my iPhone and shit like that. We'll see. It used to be, I was going to post just the stand up on the Patreon, like the, the stand up bits, but I, I got a, with this, I got to show everything, you know, with, um, cause this is like a legacy move for me. That's it might sound cringy to you, but like think of even a year from now, like I'm fucking happy that I posted two videos a day. Like I have 700 videos in my catalog. Like I'm so happy that one day, like my kid is going to be able to look at what his dad was doing from 22 now, like till all the way till forever, pretty much, you know, I, I mean, I'm not doing it every day now, but like you at least get to see the evolution of a human being. And I think that's fascinating, but seeing the evolution of a stand-up career documented from the beginning to the fucking topic. If you stick with it and you're funny, I am funny. That's like, that's factual type shit. I've built a career off of comedy. That's what this channel is. And I think if I just stick with it like 15 years, if you put in any type of effort, I think compounding effort over 15 years, no matter what I, I would be happy just making a, living doing it right like i'm not gonna get paid for shows for a while but thank god i have the audience and stuff like that They're like it's such a blessing to have done youtube first i'm glad i made that choice when i was uh gonna pick stand-up or youtube when i was at second city and i was like youtube very glad i put all the time and effort into it to have this audience starting out with uh stand-up because like all comedians have to have a youtube channel that's their goal is have a youtube channel to post their shit to that's what you have to do nowadays so had that already. And I'm so grateful for that. Grateful for you guys, like I already said. But all right, I'm going to sign off. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Give me a kiss. Mwah. And here comes the stand-up. Sorry for not being good. I'll be good eventually. In a year or two, uh, here comes some secondhand embarrassment. You have been warned. Peace. That's my mom's ringtone, man. Good job. <laughs> How's it going, guys? How you guys doing tonight? That's, that's good. Uh, yo, I fucking hate stupid people. Uh, is anybody here? Yeah. Anybody here stupid? Woo! 
to all of you. Holy shit, that is statistically unlikely, but all right. Uh, well, I think we, this is, you guys aren't gonna like this. I think I should kill, or we should kill all stupid people. I'm not gonna do anything here, but I think that would help out a little bit, okay? So I have a plan for when I become president. So we're gonna just test everybody's IQ, and the average IQ is 100. We're gonna start there and kill all of them. And then nobody fucks below 100. IQ. Like, the army won't even take you at 85. You can't even be a bullet sponge in the army. Like, how much, how high of an IQ do you have to have to be the guy on top of the Humvee? Completely unprotected. How do you convince that guy to do that? <laughs> you get really good benefits, Doug. <laughs> but I don't know my own IQ. So, like, I think that's a really good argument to implement this rule. Uh, does anybody know their IQ, by any chance? Probably 500. You probably fucking. Okay, I would bet anything it isn't. Uh, She's real smart. Yeah, but 500 is fucking insane. That's a little up there. That's like saying my credit score is like 1,200. Uh, but the problem is that nobody fucks below 100 like hot, stupid girls. I don't really know how to get around that because I'm not going to kill them, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> like this one uh, hot chick asked me, she was coming to visit, she asked me if Illinois was in Chicago. <laughs> like dead ass, I, I, I didn't do anything about it, it didn't matter. She, she went on a date with her, I was like this, let's see what happens. And I see her send a picture of just her big ass titties up, and I'm like, I gotta ask, who would you send that picture to? And she's like, what picture? I'm like, oh my fucking god. Well, now there's a problem. And now we just somehow get into an argument. And then I ended up accidentally possibly calling her a bitch. But she said she liked it. She's like, I liked when you called me a bitch. No one's ever done that before. I'm like, no one's ever called you a bitch before? <laughs> I've known you for 48 hours and I said it to your face. I don't believe, I don't believe you at all. Uh, she didn't like it when I called her it in bed, though. Her face completely changed. Um, so the last, I know a lot of stupid people, and all these people should die, and they will die. Uh, oh my God. I want it to happen. Uh, like the, my friend Bree, okay, so she said, uh, when she was 16 years old, she said she couldn't believe that Mount Rushmore was natural. <laughs> the place with the four president fucking faces, that one? She thought that was occurring in nature. Does she not know how mountains are formed? She just knows nothing about everything. That's why they're presidents, is because they were... <laughs> they're like, that's you, dog, holy shit. Perfect timing. You want to get elected at the same time? That's perfect. It's not going to get better than them. It's going to end it right there. Thank you, guys. I love you. I'm Mark Arsene. All right, what's going on guys? I just finished my set. It's 10.30, uh, I was the second last to go up. I think it went pretty good. Um, when I talked with the crowd, it went good. When, I didn't really like have to remember too much shit. Towards the end, I was kind of like, uh, okay, I'm kind of running out of shit to talk about. Even though I have like in the memory bank, I have the, you know, Uncle Ron. Or, well, my uncle, Ron, who I talked about, so his name's Ron. And, uh, like, that wasn't written down on my bullet points. So, like, once I got to the end of, um, 
What was the last thing? I actually, I think I did like the last thing was like crowd work. Actually, I asked if anybody knows their IQ, and uh, I think that was the last thing. But like, um, I think it went good. So like, obviously, my good is like if I don't suck the air out of the room with bombing. But like, it went good. I talked. It seems like I'm getting like closer to like mingling with people. I'm not as like I don't know. I feel like I, I'm a lot. There's a lot going on here, but I'm like super calm and shit. So I think uh, even even though like my uh, looks don't seem like that way is my guess. Because people are always like, you're so calm. As if it's like a shock or something. But yeah, it went good. I just want to get up again and just keep running it pretty much. You know, that's how I'm going to like do it, I guess. You know, I, I'm not like, he didn't tell me I was going up next. So I didn't get like, it just told like right away. You just have to run up there really quick. But um... You know, I'm not like getting the same uh, nerves or anything, but I'm like still excited and shit. Just kind of, I don't know, just to see how many laughs you can get, you know, out of the crowd. I'm excited to watch it again to see how I actually did. Um, I was thinking of maybe doing the review of the set tonight, but I might just do that tomorrow, low key. Um, but yeah, that was, I think the laughs were okay. I gotta obviously always punch it up more, but I think for what, you know, it could be at this moment, my 11th set, I think it went pretty good. Um, okay, love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you made it all the way to the end, you are a trooper. So sorry for the secondhand embarrassment. Uh, <laughs> you're the shit. Mwah.